Hello, and welcome to this week's special episode of the Raconteur Collection. In lieu of a tangent episode that would be expected, we instead thought we'd go for something a little bit different. This is actually the first ever Raconteur Collection episode that Charlie and I recorded together. It's been about two years, and you know what? We're pretty proud of how far we've come. I think you'll enjoy this. It's a good retrospective, and something a little bit different, but at the same time, a little bit similar. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the first uh, little episode during the Point One Test Cast. We're, we don't have a name for it, so we're just kind of going for it. Um, my name is Jack, and and uh, our co-host here, I'm Charlie. Charlie. And this is called the Jack and Charlie show of memories, um, unique memories, and perhaps sometimes stories. That's the whole title right there. Done. <laughs> and perhaps sometimes stories. Perhaps sometimes. You can keep the, and, keep the ums in In parentheses, there. that's the whole title. <laughs> kind of like one of those like isekai so, anime shows, you know? I got teleported to another world as a vending machine, but I'm wandering a dungeon. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, i got to be honest. Sorry. Go, go ahead. So our, our podcast is going to be about a variety of topics. You know, Charlie and I have grown up together. Obviously, we're brothers. He's a few years older than me, so we share a lot of memories, but at the same time, from very different perspectives, uh, and we've kind of lived different lives as things have gone on, obviously. Yeah. So today's topic, generally, is going to be about games. What else would it mm-hmm. be about? This is a gaming podcast. It's not. Uh, <laughs> this is a gaming podcast. No, it's not, actually. It's a variety podcast. We're done. It's a variety It's a variety cast. Frycast. A very cast? cast of, anyways. A very cast. So we started playing games when we were super young. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact age. I think think we first played games on like an old computer yeah it was right an old computer i don't remember our age but it was like it had a wolfenstein 3d on it it had commander keen it had a weird like battle cruiser like a battleship type game on it um i think i remember but that one. really distinctly i i more remember commander keen and centipede. then uh, I remember centipede see i don't remember well maybe i do you don't you don't remember Centipede? Maybe. I more remember Wolfenstein Maybe. and Commander Keen as being like the first three. Yeah. But um And then after that, sorry, go ahead. Oh no no. I was like, are you gonna talk? Yeah, no, you're fine. Um we after that, I believe the next big step was, you know, early computer stuff, uh growing up, probably what because, well, we were born in the 90s. We're two years apart. But we were born in the like late 90s. So we probably weren't really gaming until 2000, 2001. Well, you, you were early 90s. Come on. Yeah, but I'm not like a 90s kid, though. Like, I wasn't 10 years old in 1990. I, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, true. true. Um, but I remember the first console was uh, PlayStation 1. And oh, baby. our dad got it. I don't remember where he got it. He got, like, PlayStation 1. He got... I don't think it was a TV. Maybe it was a TV, though. And then it was a copy of Shrek. Was it Shrek? Just the first one. 
and then there's like a sports game like a hockey game i want to say and then like spyro and i think spyro is the first one i i can safely say i don't think i ever touched the hockey game (laughs) i just (laughs) never touched it yeah so that i don't even think our dad did either yeah so that's you know that's where it first came into um i remember playing spyro all the time spyro is a classic Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, why don't you go ahead and like, what are your memories after that initial PlayStation One? Because I don't think we really used the PlayStation One as a platform. It wasn't until PlayStation no, Two, I think, so that yeah, we used so, it as a platform. So we played, if we, you know, we played Spyro, we played Croc. Do you remember Croc? Mm-hmm. At all? Croc, we played on a uh, the PC uh, though. That was on PC. Yeah. Um, Need for Speed. See, we played that one. Do you remember that one? Yeah. See, I don't. Did we? We played one on PS One. Did we own Need for Speed or was that a friend's game? I I believe we did. Okay. Because um, our our friend he had, well, what do you have? He had the Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. And what other old console? We played a lot of Gauntlet, Dark Legacy. Yeah. I think I think that was a Gauntlet. Yeah. Played a lot of that. Yeah. Um, what I don't know what else we really played until we got a PlayStation Two. When we got the PlayStation Two. We got right. Stars Battlefront. You know, we yeah. got the Jack games. Oh, we got some Tom Clancy games, like yeah, Ghost Recon, Splinter Cell. But I didn't play a lot of Splinter Cell. I think I watched you play it mostly. Yeah, I don't remember playing it that much. We went to Blockbuster a lot and rented games. Yeah, I guess you know it. Do you do you remember that one game, uh, uh, Snowblind? You know what's funny is I almost put that in one of the topics as like an early ps2 game that oh, i remember because really? <laughs> i remember that very vividly and it would be so interesting to go back and play mm-hmm. it now because i'm sure if i went back and played it now i'd be like oh my gosh what is this garbage <laughs> well like i don't know if he's gar- one game that like, i want to go back and play at some point is haze do you remember that one yeah but i don't remember it fondly i like i don't i don't remember it being good i just like want to play because i don't think i really ever played it yeah okay so going back a little bit i think you brought up an interesting point by you know gaming experiences outside of a uh, playstation 2 where we really started um we also had uh, game boys as well like uh game boy like old baby and so a lot of that was like um early pokemon games um i definitely didn't start mm-hmm. with red or blue i did start with silver though like i remember going to blockbuster and renting pokemon silver and deleting the other person's save so I could save my game, which is weird, like a weirdly outlandish thing to think about, like loading up that other person's save file Mm -hmm. being like, wow, this is what I can achieve. And it's gone. (laughs) And it's gone. You know, I remember like all this person's 30 hours. I remember thinking, you know, like I could hide the game and uh, so we wouldn't have to return it. So my save file wouldn't be overwritten. But, uh, you know, I Pokemon, I think was definitely a big one. I had like a Godzilla game on a game boy i don't know if you remember that mm-hmm. i don't um but yeah you know i think all that definitely did lead up to playstation 2 and definitely where we got started um i think gaming more as it like in a general sense because that you know playstation 2 was when i first played my first final fantasy game which is final fantasy 10 which i know some people would be real upset that that's my first final fantasy game you know, I even owned a Dude, PlayStation. It's, one, it's it's my 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 personal favorite Final Fantasy. Mine too, which, which is, is one of my topics there. actually. Some people are like, "Excuse me." One of my topics actually goes into the power of the first experience, and so I think we'll save that. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's that's a little okay. bit of our history and 
where we're coming from, you know, from the PlayStation 2, it, you can, you know, I just played the real quick. I just yeah. want to bring up talking about Pokemon games. Like, mm. I remember playing your game on the Game Boy <laughs> with the hall light on, and I would, yeah. And our mom would catch me sometimes. So like, Jackie, you got to turn it off. I'm like, but I can't save because it's Charlie's game and I'm so far. And I'm like, so what was I going to do? Like, yeah. when was was I going to turn it off in the morning? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Like, I'm not going to save over Charlie's what's, file. What's the end, the end but, goal there? Yeah, exactly. I remember I, I got to, God, who's the gym leader that had like the, the cow Pokemon? Oh, God. I don't I got remember. there. I know exactly all what you're talking the time, about. But and I that was like, that was like as far as I got. Yeah. Um, yeah. Continuing, you know, you can track our history pretty much through most of the PlayStation two games. We, you know, we did, of course we didn't play all of them and there were some gaps in there, but PlayStation two to PlayStation three, uh, never had an Xbox. Definitely had some experiences playing Xbox games with like our friends, especially halo. I remember a lot, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of halo three. Yeah. I think, and then PlayStation 4 and, you know, coming up on the PlayStation 5. So, and then, you know, some PC games in there, but I've never really had a good gaming PC. Jack on the other end does have a good gaming PC. So, you know, his trajectory has changed a little bit from mine. Yeah, I, I built it myself. <laughs> no, sh- sh- shout out to, uh, I'm going to say because he's in this space, but shout out to Uncle Matt for sending me the, the stuff I need to get some knowledge about building my PC. Knowledge. Um knowledge going back to that idea of not being able to save i know we're going off on a little bit of a tangent but this is a quick one do you remember playing uh dark cloud ps2 and not having a memory card yet (laughs) i don't know if i remember that but it sounds oh i remember that so distinctly like going through that first cave getting to the boss fight with dran and being like oh we've gotten so far and now you just have to turn it off and do it all over again (laughs) like we're playing some kind of roguelike game (laughs) Yeah, we lost a lot of memory cards to stupid things. Mm. Like, we take it out of the PlayStation and put it in our pocket. God, yeah. I mean, I maybe I did this and you never did, but like, it, one of our memory cards got washed in the washer. Mm-hmm. Other one, I jumped into a pool oh with it in my pocket because I forgot it was in there. I can't believe you did. And I jumped in, and like, it was one of those moments, and I was like, "Yeah, oh no, oh no." <laughs> All <laughs> I right. I started crying. Well, uh, okay. I think. Sorry, you can go ahead and take it off, but I think we should go ahead and jump nice. into the, the main order of business. So that brings us into, yeah, the main conversation about games today is kind of our top five uh, personal gaming moments. And these don't have to be like the best ones or these mm. are just things that for me anyways, this top five that really stick out to me, a lot of them come from when I was younger. Yeah. Um, so obviously there's kind of like that kid nostalgia and like wonder mm. about it, but like it still really sticks out and like... You know, they're really fond memories. I got, I got, I got one, you know, newish one in here, right? Of when I was more sound mind and not so much a little child. So <laughs> nostalgia saturated. You want to start? <laughs> nostalgia saturated garbage. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would love to start. Hey, go try. You ahead with your with your number five. Yeah, the top five. The <laughs> number five from Charlie. Uh, Charlie, you take it away with your. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Just take it away with your number five. Your number five. Go ahead and take it away with your bottom of the list. Um, right off the bat, to completely cancel out what you just said, uh, my list is in really no particular order. Um, I will. I do have it listed in an order, but I'm not putting one necessarily above the other. But mm-hmm. from my number five, as the first generation 
Nazi zombies. Co-op, split screen. Ooh. We're talking... Uh, Call of Duty World at War Nazi yeah. zombies. Um, I have so many fond memories of discovering Nazi zombies for the first time. I still vividly remember that opening cinematic after you beat the campaign. And it's like oh a crash gosh, fighter, yeah. and you see the zombie coming running up to you, and it's like... Nazi yeah, zombies. Just like walking in that one is like, boom, boom, and then it's boom, like, boom. and then you know it starts off with the, the music the, yeah. and it like starts and you're just yeah. there and oh my gosh man I can't tell you how fun <laughs> that was and especially getting far in those games and like Learn, coming yeah, with strategies rooms, and like where the guns were and that inevitable feeling of like oh we're gonna die but like it's so fun to try to make it farther. Even though there's no end goal, which yeah. I thought was always so interesting. There was no end goal. It was just like uh, kind of sad. You're always going to lose, but it's how you lose and how far you can get and how crazy yeah, exactly. it goes. And like, go ahead. I mean, I, I can kind of, I can, you know, relate to that. I had a lot of nights like over at my friend's houses, mm-hmm. especially like in high school. Um, just like we'd stay up super late. Okay, it's your turn. It's my turn. Okay, now it's <laughs> you and me, and then us too. Like, how right. far can we get? Right. And I remember, like, I used to be like, really good at it. Like, mm-hmm. not to brag, no, but yeah. I was the best out of my friends. And so, you know, I remember I was at a birthday party, and I was like, I want to get to around thirty on Dura Rise. Everyone was like, No way, no way, <laughs> you know. And so then, everyone was watching me play. Like, I'm like, you know, getting to the ground twenty five. Oh gosh, he's gone down, but he had the perk, you know, and that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. And I had a lot of really good memories with with that, and I remember those, like you know, with a Nocturne and Toten, and then Verrat, mm-hmm. you know, Nuno, oh, yeah. like those coming out. I remember those coming out, and that was oh yeah, no, so much fun. Like each one of those puzzles was... and stories within each one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think Modern Zombies is still fun. I think it's got a bit too convoluted for my tastes, but also mm-hmm. it's just me being a grumpy. Yeah. Not old, but old man. <laughs> and then before we move on to your number five, um, I just got to give a shout out to the fantastic Dead Ops Arcade, which was amazing. And Ooh. great music, great soundtrack. Um, you know, I can't, I couldn't mention playing Nazi Zombies and not mention Dead Ops Arcade and how good that was for just a small little thing. Remember the, the map? The, yeah. the music starts off. Yeah. The music is so good. All right. So let's move on to your number five. So my number five. And number five. Fifth order. And no particular. And no particular preference. Just an ordered list for. Just an ordered list for order. Is Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon is my Recon. Oh, that's such a good one. And I, I think we had. Ghost Recon Jungle Storm yeah. was one okay. we had. Oh my gosh. And I remember that specifically because that was one of the few games that the three of us played a lot. Mm-hmm. And the three of us, I mean you, me, and then our dad. Mm-hmm. We played that so much together. And it was an old shooter where you could go in. Uh, I don't know if we ever played like the campaign really, but we played the missions. Where yeah, you, I don't know okay, if we did. You gotta go take out the base. You gotta go take out the guys yeah. in the jungle. You couldn't yeah. see your gun. You just had a crosshair. And I just yep. remember it being so much fun. And you mm-hmm. gotta be like real tactical about it. Got to go in. We gotta try different guns every time because you could like kind of choose your loadout. I remember yeah. like we got to a point where remember that map with like that compound in the middle. Oh, and, like, that's, that's the weird ex- trench that's on exactly the outside. 
that's exactly what I remember. You could angle up the grenade launcher you get and yep. tunk, 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 and like kill guys from real and we would far set, off. We would set the difficulty really hard to try. <laughs> Do you remember oh that? Oh my god! You're like crawling on that your belly game. up there. And also, I have to shout out like it just the when you would reload your guns. If you didn't shoot all your clips, you'd waste ammo. Yeah, like it. It was one of those things where. Unlike Call of Duty, you didn't just have a reserve you pulled from. Mm-hmm. You actually had like individual magazines, which was really, you know, kind of ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I understand why developers don't do it that often because it is a little annoying. Yeah. Uh, but it is. It does add to the realism of it. Oh my god! And gosh. it adds to the, you know, that anxiety. You get where you're like, okay, I'm running out of ammo. Okay, gotta reload. Only sixteen shots. Yeah. You know, that no, kind of thing. I. That's a great so, one. I I mean, I distinctly remember like being so careful to crawl around those houses and like hearing like the guys talk and <laughs> I mean, an, an honorable mention along with that, we played a lot of Medal of Honor Rising Sun oh, and yeah. uh, oh, what was the other one? Rising Sun and what was the other one? Frontline. Front, yeah, I mean, Rising Sun is probably my first experience with like uh, multiplayer and playing against bots. Like I remember going over to our cousin's house yeah. and that was the first time I played a game where I really had to master, um, you know, aiming and moving the camera and mm-hmm. which that's so interesting to think about and remember. It's a good one. Those two, yeah, two honorable mentions, but yeah, Ghost Recon was, Oh my gosh, man, you bring up Ghost Recon. Dan, I talk about that a lot. It's, it's like all coming back to me. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember so much about that I don't that even game. know if like, I don't know if the enemies said anything really, but like I'm sure traversing the jungles, going in yeah, the buildings, yeah. and one of us would go down, like, oh, I'm dead, I'm dead, yeah. I can't. I don't <laughs> think you could bring your buddies back. You just try to I, try to I help say out. You know, I remember you something about with horror. reviving, but like maybe not. Was there one where you like, had I, to I, rescue I civilians or like yes. prisoners? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I think so. That's a good one. All right. Do you want me to go ahead and move on to my number four? You move on with your number four. Number four, in no particular order, but this is the fourth one. So this is a very near and dear one to me, um, one that's a little bit more modern, but we got to talk about first time, first experience of playing Dead Space. Um, even going to that little reference, that was a trailer for that game. That was like a, in like a grindhouse style where they did that, you know, the, and you will feel the horror of dead space. But, uh, you know, <laughs> even going from that trailer to the twinkle, twinkle, little star trailer to, oh, that one's so you know, the fear of that game and just, cause I had played, you know, a couple Play- horror, like minor yeah. horror games, but that was the first one I was like. It was like scary. I, I hadn't really played any up to up until that point. That was that was my first one. I distinctly remember like, you know, we having well, say us having like it sit on that main menu for yeah. a while, and then you know, like, yeah, it's like flickering, and then it would fade into the twinkle of star one. Like, oh, oh it was so good, really well done. Um, and you know, I can't give that game enough credit for its world design and how grounded it felt, and for even with through all the fear and all like the horrible monsters you have, you have this great feeling of success and like mastery. And I mean, there are so many moments in that game that I still think about being stressful. Like when you go into that, what the the greenhouse area and you get like swarmed or just moments where Mm -hmm. like I can feel my tension rising. There's that one, 
pretty early on. I think you're in the hospital and you go to the bottom floor and it like quarantines. And I still have this oh, yeah. feeling of like dread of like, <laughs> and of course, you know, you play it now and you're like, oh, one's coming out of there. Bam, bam. He's dead. Bam. But like playing it for the first yeah, time. When you play it for the first oh, time. And you're like, this is like I mean, horrifying. Like, specifically, specifically that quarantine part, you go down mm-hmm. and you hear like the of their feet walking you oh know and you're like oh no and then you hear Doom. wow yeah. flashing lights like, oh my god and then you hear yeah. and like that game <laughs> i think i mean you can obviously look back on it now and probably find plenty of false oh, it's so good, i though. think it stands out as one of like the best horror games mm-hmm. like that's come out because it's just it's space which is inherently kind of freaky on its yeah. own it's weird humanoid aliens Mm-hmm. that are taking control of the dead and using it for its own purpose that we don't know and you're just one guy trying to find you know your girlfriend trying to find the people you came here with trying to not get them killed and trying to repair things right. and when you do like a little mission it's like ding it's like oh it's like tram station yeah. you know blockage removed you're like yeah oh my god and it's thank you, you know like you when you do something oh i can't mention enough like the sound design in that game like the you know mm-hmm. all of the sounds the way the you know the mining tool sound the it's just the sound effects for when you complete a mission um you know that this the the horror of being chased by that one immortal one that you like have to stasis and you have oh to like move gosh. stuff and i know you know dead space I, oh. you know looking back on it, it takes a lot of inspiration from resident evil but you know having missed those games growing up dead space was my first really mm-hmm. foray into that kind of survival horror limited resources you know and it was so fun mastering a game and playing it on the hardest difficulty and yeah it it did see it did set a weird like precedent for like how i'd view mm-hmm. future horror games yeah. um and like and i know like it's not the best one it's not but like for me like just from personal experience it right has the most it had the most impact on me yeah as far as horror games because nowadays like i don't really get scared that often mm-hmm. Um, the most recent horror game I played that did scare me was Cry of Fear, and I played that a couple of years ago. Right. I think that one's well done too, for ju- just being what it is. Yeah. Um, other than that, like I haven't played Resident Evil Seven, that kind of stuff. But uh, it's just something about Dead Space and its whole backstory and mm-hmm. the lore to it. It's just really interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was that's my number four. In no particular order. My number four. <laughs> In no particular order. My number six. No. Oh my gosh! My number four is Freedom Fighters. Freedom. When I was capturing the news station. I was so hoping you bring your Freedom Fighters, especially after talking when about you're Ghost capturing Recon. the news yeah. station. You, you're you have to go like over that underpass and through the buildings, oh, yeah. and it's like it's snowing. And you're commanding your guys. So it's like defend here, go go defend go. You know, this and area. you gotta run. You gotta run up to the news station, <laughs> yeah. and like guys are just getting mowed mm-hmm. down left and right, and you gotta go up the side and. You go in and you find take it and you raise the flag and you like give that broadcast yeah. out. Like that game has so many good moments, but that one stands out. Yeah. And it's just like that's when, like the tide is turning. Yeah. Like this is this is what I'm talking Man, about. Man, I it's so good. Freedom Fighters is definitely one of those games that I feel like has is like really underrated thinking about it. I mean, there are so many good moments in that game. Mm-hmm. Um I mean like the assassination mission. Where like you go to that compound and you're wearing like the American flag as like a covering for your face and it's just like mm-hmm. talk about <laughs> such a cool like red dawn like just 
oh America's yeah, America's which, the underdogs and it's just this and then yeah just that whole game which is great yeah. I, I this one of the games I really wish there was a remaster for and I don't have much more to add other than, other than that yeah, but like that's a great one just Freedom Fighters so good it is kind of difficult to play now just control wise mm-hmm. but yeah, I haven't played it since I it first is, played it, it so. is such a good game oh that's so, I'm so glad you brought that I recommend up. checking it yeah. out so for my number three is something I mentioned earlier and kind of our intro, but um, I want to talk about the first time playing Oblivion and the power of that first experience mm. and how fondly I remember Oblivion and then kind of comparing that to Skyrim. I mean, both of those are great games, but I definitely, I could tell you like 10 out of 10 times, like I definitely remember playing Oblivion way more. Oblivion being even way more fun, like, you know. Yeah. Oblivion being arguably like the worst game. Like you know, I can play Skyrim and be like, "Wow, like this one is more streamlined, more set up." But for some reason, since I played Oblivion first, that one was the one that stuck out in my mind. Going back to that idea of uh, Final Fantasy X, you know, that was the first one I played. So for me, that mm-hmm. set the bar. And you know, I think a lot of nostalgia and a lot of it being the first in the in my age too, like oblivion really captured that like i remember running the fields i remember buying tons of repair hammers i remember kvatch you know like going in the barrels and grabbing repair right? hammers the spare apple yeah for whatever i mean i you know mm-hmm. played a little bit of oblivion on pc got into like got some mods going on there i mean that's the first time i heard like what is love by hadaway mm-hmm. with a stupid spell that would make everything Had dance that... <laughs> like, mm-hmm the lights going off and you're like what is this but it's so good uh you know shivering aisles <laughs> like i remember i don't know if you remember this one of the best dlcs of all time i think making like a bird man with like a crazy nose and just beelining it to the shivering aisles <laughs> like, yes like yes. so many the bird man of shivering aisles you're right so many things like that where <laughs> i just that game like really sticks out to me as being mm-hmm. so good and it's sad because you know, when I played Skyrim, I was definitely older, but, and I enjoyed Skyrim. Like I played Skyrim a bunch, but I don't know. It didn't have, it didn't capture me in the same way. Like, and I don't know if another open world game really can. I mean, we can talk about maybe like Minecraft as being something that captured me, but that's just a different type of game. I can't think of like another yeah. open world game that has really captured me in that way. And in I totally agree. Like when I first played Oblivion, like when you come out of the sewer, mm-hmm. You know, for the first time, and you you know hear the sound check, you see like the distant island, you see the the ruins, all kind of stuff, the giant like you know lake around you. It's like right, wow. Oh, and like, I, it's such an impactful moment. You know, when you go through the, the ruins, all mm-hmm. kind of stuff, you you know attacked by some guy who's like, "Give me your money or die." You know, and that kind of stuff, and, <laughs> and like how you're going the through, awkwardness like, like, of the so, game like, was kind of part of its charm, like. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. I mean, now it's just like, Oblivion's the like whole, a meme, but yeah, the whole game is just like playing it for that first time, and especially mm-hmm. the age we played it at. Yeah. Like, I did. I don't think I've ever done anything more in in like any more than I did in Oblivion. Yeah, I'm not phrasing this right. Oblivion is the game I did the most in for any open. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I did the Dark Brotherhood. Yeah. I did the Thieves Guild. I did the Mages Guild. I did the Fighters Guild. And I, I got my speechcraft to 100. I got unarmed to 100. I can't believe you, you can't know, believe you did that. Like, you know, I wonder if it's... Mercantilism, I got to 100. I wonder if it's something to do with... And maybe you could help me remember. I wonder if it's something to do with um, 
really but for like the age before we really started to use the internet as a resource for games because mm-hmm. i mean i still to this did I, I don't remember looking up things about oblivion i'm sure i did but i don't know if that was like something i really did until later on mm-hmm. i had me personally like, i still don't look up that much about games like i don't like there's so much news about like call of duty black ops you know cold war there's so much about that like oh the newest multiplayer map review right. like, kill streaks you know and i'm just like i don't care i don't want to know i, I want to know when i play the game and figure it out for myself and like right. i've never been like what's this like what's what's my build like i've done like hey where's this last intel to get this trophy i've done that you know but yeah. i think a lot of it as well is just it might just be oversaturation like mm-hmm. we played Oblivion when we didn't have a lot of games to really, really play, especially like, for us. Personally. You had to sink a lot of time into, right? And nowadays, like you do have to sink a lot of time into a lot of games to get a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, in Oblivion, like yeah, you had to go through the intro, but you just make a save file at the end of the sewer and you're good to go. See, you know, I think so, I do think we're giving it a little bit of a pass though, because like that's one of those things. I think it's because we played it first, because there are other games like that. Yeah, I like mean. it definitely. There are other games has a lot that of before, like we didn't play Morrowind, issues. and I know people feel the same way about Morrowind that we feel about Oblivion. And you know, people would be like, "Well, Oblivion was good, that? but oh, it no. wasn't as good. It, it wasn't at the Morrowind. I don't right. know why they made it smaller." And uh, anyways, look, I just probably... say I've tried. I've tried to play Morrowind now, <laughs> and I can't. And I do think the same that that's Oblivion, probably though. a very biased opinion. But like, I can sit down and play with him for an hour and be like, eh, I'm just not into well, it. Um, Morrowind, I'm but like, imagine somebody who started with Skyrim and then tried to go back to Oblivion. Very true. Like, that game very would true. seem horrible. Anyways, go on to... I think... You were number three. My number three? Um yeah. got to me a lot when I first played it. Always sticks out to me. Okay. The ending of the summer and the beginning of fall in The Last of Us. Mm, I was wondering if you'd bring up Last of Us. You know, you know the part. Yeah. You know the part I'm talking about. Yeah. I, so it's the I part it's where you finally it. get to that. Yeah. So uh, this whole thing is spoiler. <laughs> um, you get to that part, and you've just defended them against you know all those. Uh, what are they called? What are they called? Why do I, I played the multiplayer so much? What are the freaking people called? The the raiders. The raiders. Whatever. Yeah. They're not raiders, but you know what I'm talking yeah. about. And affected, and like you're you're on the sniper post, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're chilling at that radio tower, you yeah. know, and like you and Henry are sitting there, and you're they're talking, having a good time, and hmm. you know, it's just obviously, it's just a really impactful moment because you're like, okay, everything's at peace, and then you see Sam, Sam's yeah. been bitten, and you're like, oh boy, yeah, like you already know what's coming, kind of, mm-hmm. and then in the morning they wake up. Sam's infected, tries to kill Ellie, and then Henry ends up killing Sam. And it's just like, yeah. like, it's rough, you know, and then there's that moment, and then he kills himself. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And then it just says, fall. Yeah. And then it opens up, and then you finally, like, read out with Tommy, and all you've heard about Tommy is how he never would see Joel again. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he sees Joel, he's like, that's my brother. He gives him a hug, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. And like, for me, I'm always like, it's because we have, you know, brothers named Henry and Sam. Yeah. You know, and then I have, you know, obviously you're my older brother. I'm just like, all that kind of like brother stuff right there is right. just like, that gets me every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's very, 
powerful to me. Yeah. Um, now that's that's definitely both like initially in a very sad way and then like in a very happy way. I'm just like, right. My heart can't take it, but it's it's so good. Yeah, it's interesting because I I remember you know first last was very fondly, um, especially coming off of Uncharted. And then, you know, jumping into The Last of Us and being like, wow, this is so different from Uncharted. You know, it has a DNA oh, there. Yeah. But it's funny that you remember that one the most because I think the moment that sticks out to me the most in The Last of Us is the the next transition. The one from, was it winter to spring where, you know, Ellie gets captured by the cannibals and ends in that boss fight where she kills uh, David voiced by nolan north which is great yeah um you know she kills him with the machete and then joel comes and like grabs her for some reason that part always sticks out more to me but i think it's because that transition where the audio goes out yeah and it's just that whole game is so full of so many moments that are just very brutal and very dark and then moments that are like really great and peaceful and uh yeah you know and i think in that moment like they're just sorry no it's just it's I think it's a really rare achievement, kind of lightning in the bottle. Um, this is definitely a topic for another time, but I think something with The Last of Us Part Two does get a little bit of, but not 100%. And the first one, I think, is just that, like, yeah, it's not as smooth and the combat's not as great, but, you know, all of that honesty was up front. And having the expectation to build off of that I think in some ways you can't, you, you know, you can't do something that's as good. Yeah. Like you're, you're going to fall somewhere. That's a great moment. But yeah, so that's, I mean, obviously a lot of Santa moments, but that one always stood out to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was a number three. All right. So my number two, uh, this is of course a, a classic one as we might've alluded to a little bit earlier. Um, the first time I played demon souls, um so you know it's interesting thinking about it now because especially with the demon souls remake kind of announced not around the corner no idea when that's coming out but demon souls it's it's, it's probably gonna be next it's so interesting thinking that for us demon souls was our first souls game and then talking to a lot of people who played dark souls first and never played demon souls because demon souls was kind of locked away on the playstation 3 um -hmm. it's so interesting having that as a starting point um that i mean that game was really my first experience into that difficulty and then eventual mastery i mean i have a i think the moment that i want to like bring up a lot is that when i first beat the game i forgot to get the sword at the end like right after you kill a little slug version of a lot (laughs) and i remember being so upset i was like i have to start a whole new game start a whole new game (laughs) but yeah that's i just wanted to bring up demon souls and give that a shout out because that that's for me that was where it started you know that's where yeah i mean i remember i remember the first time i saw it we went over to we went over to our cousin's house mm-hmm. and his dad was playing and he's playing the cleric and he's running on the bridge and the dragon came down the blue fire and yep. i was like what are you playing yeah. you know and and then i think we ended up borrowing it or something but like we ended up getting hold of it somehow yeah i don't yeah and like there, that game just has so many memories for me. It's very nostalgic. We actually played it for a bit on YouTube. You're recording it. We, we might start it up soon. So yeah, we might start doing it again soon. But but yeah, I just I, I wanted to bring up Demon Souls. I didn't really have anything that specific about it, but I thought I was like that needs to be uh, definitely yeah, mentioned. Lots of content to unpack yeah. there. Yeah, lots of content, contact, content to unpack there. We'll do it another time. My number four and sorry, number two 
because this is in no particular order, uh, is Call of Duty Modern Warfare, COD 4, mm-hmm. that Modern Warfare, the nuke mission. The nuke mission. Where you're, I fit, I fit where you are, but you're playing as Marines, and you're trying to prevent, um, I think it's Al-Assad, mm-hmm. from launching nuclear missiles, or detonating yeah. one. And so you're going, you're fighting, you're fighting, and then like you see one of your like it's the way you enter that mission is so cool with all the helicopters, all the guys on the roof, and you know, very mobile mission. Things are exploding, going down, yeah. very cool. And you get you get the helicopter, you get out, you get in, you get out. And you're like you're, you're actually, like jumping like, into these different hot spots. Yeah, exactly. And you see like one of the friends' helicopters get mm-hmm. shot down, and she's like, "I'm still alive, but I think everyone else is dead." So you go down, you got to pick her up and right. take her back to the helicopter. And then that's when you hear, like, there's a nuke going off, like, you gotta get out of right. there. You know, and then, so you're going, you just, it's quiet pretty much. And then you just hear, Poof. yeah. And then the wave comes at you. And the EMP knocks out the helicopter. It's just like, yeah. Mm-hmm, and it spins. And that moment you're crawling out, yeah. and you just see all the devastation. Like, I remember that moment just like being. Yeah. That's, um, wow. That's definitely a you, moment that, like, is really that, shocking. That was 2007. And I think, like, it was so impactful for a Call of Duty yeah, game. I ex- feel that's like. exactly what I was gonna say. You know, I because I don't, I don't think there's anything else like it at that time. That like that's when you felt like the gravity of kind of like what you were doing. Well, right and now. especially within Call of Duty, because you know Call of Duty it was so much more. And you know, going back to Medal of Honor, which we brought up a little bit, um, it was so much about you being the hero and you always winning. And that moment was like. Oh, you can't get out of this. You can't. I mean, this guy is dead. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you're the like, nuke goes off, and it's just this like horrifically somber moment where you're like, oh, like, like we were action packed. The guitar riff was going as you're like going for a helicopter. You're like shooting stuff, and then you're like, oh, like this is is this the end goal? Like, this is the most you know one of the more powerful weapons that we have access to. And this is what it causes. It's just complete and utter devastation. You know, it didn't it didn't yeah, matter that you saved the pilot. It didn't smoldering wreckage, fire, you know. There you see all your friends' bodies everywhere, and it's just like And it's just it's so apocalyptic and like horrific. Like mm-hmm. you know that yeah, that's that's a great moment. I it just leaves me kind of speechless, like but, thinking about it now. Yeah, because there really wasn't anything else like it at the time. Mm-hmm. Like it was very impactful especially for the age i played at yeah. i was like hmm, gotta take a break yeah <laughs> took a little bit of a break there yeah all right so now we're down to the last one last one our number ones uh go okay. ahead um with your last <laughs> <Don't do that. laughs> so <laughs> um okay so by the way if you hear that meowing that's rookie yeah, charlie's cat she's just sitting in the hallway meowing it, it um, yeah, people love cats, so it'll be okay. So for me, oh, yeah. the oh my gosh, Rukia, come here. Okay, she's not coming here. That's fine. Okay, so for me, my number one and something I really had to bring up as something that has always stuck out to me, and probably will until I don't know. I mean, until I, I die and die, um, is the first time <laughs> playing Shadow of the Colossus. And the oh. the impact that that PlayStation Two game had on me, um, 
you know, I still distinctly... I think on a lot of people. I distinctly remember everything about that game and how that game, I think, really... I guess pointed out and showed me like what I really appreciate about uh, media. Like I really appreciate the, that kind of that dreamlike quality that game has, especially on the PS2 where everything's kind of hazy and, you know, you have a lot of weird, a, a little muddy sunlight. And then just this idea of loss mm-hmm. and isolation and, you know, dealing with powers that you don't really understand and how that game like captures yeah. these moments that are so quiet and that like we the, the going to the first colossus yeah. you know like you're just use the sword you know to find it and you're like and it's just, yeah it's just quiet. and then i mean I, I remember you know coming up to that first colossus and being like oh my gosh <laughs> like this thing, like they want me to kill this thing like and then yeah it walks and it turns around and you're like like, this is right. it let's go and you know i think you know even the ending of that game kind of set a standard for me to where that game ends and it has just this weird bizarre ending where you know well spoilers mm-hmm. but you unleash you know the god Dorman, and it he takes over your body and basically Dorman was sealed away in the 16 colossi and you basically been unleashing him again and you know but it's interesting because Dorman also you know he keeps his promise he does bring back whoever that lady is. And I like how the game is so nonspecific. Like it doesn't really matter who she is. It just matters that she was important to you. And then how you get reborn as a little boy with horns. And then she kind of takes you and walks up to the top and is like, well, we're going to live here. And like beating that game, you're like, what? And like really introducing you to just a different, yeah, a different type of story, like a story that didn't answer my questions or, didn't but just had like a very definite thing to say oh i could talk forever about shadow the colossus and just you know how inspiring that game was to me it's funny because i never played like eco or ico or whatever you want to say about it didn't play the last guardian but shadow the colossus man that's always going to remain a colossus in my mind dun, 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 <laughs> dun, dun, dun. yeah the soundtrack of the game was super oh, yeah. good <laughs> like just that game i think stands out like it's such a unique game mm-hmm. and it's done so well and yeah. i mean like you could say like oh like it's, it gets boring but like i think it's such a i want to say it's like a masterpiece when it comes to video games because mm-hmm. there really isn't a like anything else like it. no there's not i mean there's games that have done try to do similar things but I don't know. And it's funny because, again, that goes into the like the power of the first experience. And, you know, I played the remake of that game. And the remake yeah. is really good and, like, beautiful. But still, I don't remember the remake. I remember the first time I played it. And also, too, I think yeah. figuring it out for the first time. Like, figuring out where to go and how to beat the Colossi. Like, the extra Colossus, the challenges. Yeah, you know. Climbing up a tower and uh, just all those like little things that like I remember watching like sparked my imagination <laughs> so many times. Uh, mm-hmm. That's I, I really have to give that game a lot of credit. Oh, that might have inspired your writing. A little oh yeah, bit. I mean that's definitely inspired um, you know a lot about so, just the things I like, currently enjoy. So that's my number one. My number one. My number. I'm going to cut you off in okay. no particular order. Um, my number one. This oh is the number one of 20. Yeah. Uh, my number one is Final Fantasy X. <laughs> the moment, I know. I, I was not no expecting that. Order, like, remember, this isn't yeah, like. Yeah, no, I wasn't expecting that, though. The part where Titus runs after 
spoilers, his dad, which is Sin, a.k.a. Jack. Yeah. On the beach? After, yes, yeah. after you see the massacre of all his people, yeah. after that cutscene, all that kind of stuff, and he's just going after him, you know, like, because he knows that that's his dad, mm-hmm. and they, there's almost, like, this moment where, like, they, I think, if I remember correctly, like, they do kind of, like, look at each other, give or take, it's like, it's Sin, yeah. you know, but, like... I think it's more on Titus at that point, he, though, where he... Yeah, yeah, and Titus, Titus is like, don't you run away from me. And he's like chasing yeah. after him. And then there's that monologue where he's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know why right. I did what I did that day. And then you come back from the beach. And just like that whole part, mm-hmm. like while that game obviously is kind of cheeseball, like oh, that part is, yeah. I think is very, is actually very emotional and very, very heavy. But just the way the game is kind of, you don't really feel it. But when I played it, I was like, right. You go up and talk to that one guy. I think he says Gatto. I think Gatto's the guy. I, I don't remember. I know. Exactly like, he's like, yeah, like, though. yeah, he like lost his. But he's, yeah, he's like, they're he, the Crusaders who you've kind yeah, of like, known, oh, like yeah, since Besaid. The guy was like, he was ripped in half, right. that kind of stuff. And you're like, what? And then Yuna's, you know, sending all the souls away, basically. And it's right. just like, it's a super sad, somber moment yeah. for like everybody. So, like, that part always stuck out to me. And I was always like, that game needs like a full rework. At least like some kind of, it'd be cool to take like a movie. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know. It's just something because a lot of those parts are really powerful. That's actually, something I've always thought about game. because I think, you know, a lot of people look at that game and you, they think of uh, the Titus, the, the, the Titus laughing scene. and the awkward dialogue. <laughs> and that's, that's definitely all there. But I think for me, and I totally understand if people don't feel this way. And I'm not saying I'm not saying this to change your mind, but I think for me, I really picked up on the heart of that game. And what I I guess respect is the idea of what they were going for. The idea of having mm-hmm. Titus trying to cheer up Yuna. And then, you know, even even that reveal and when you're in the Albed's home of where he, Titus finally learns what it means to be a summoner and that Yuna's going to die. Like there's so many moments in that game that I think that are really good and that I wish I, I, I wish that like the story had been set they made the characters a little older Titus being 17 I mean when you think about him being 17 all of a sudden it's like oh okay that kind of makes sense that he's like a he's like a douche like he's 17 years yeah, old he's like he, that's so young yeah like you know I wish you could set the characters a little older um I think it's really intriguing you know Eunice's father's previous um, pilgrimage uh, and you know things with Jack and things with like Oren and how Oren's dead already like there are so many moments in that game that I think are really good that are really like standout moments but are kind of lost in that like awkward PS2 melodrama like anime styling where it's like it doesn't it's, it seems like it's stuck with trying not to be serious but then like your moment there are mm-hmm. moments that are really serious and you're like, but they kind of fall flat because yeah. it's all wrapped in this kind of awkward package. And so it's like, yeah, but exactly. you know, it obviously worked on us. Like we picked up on the heart of that game. You know, we picked up on. Yeah. Cause we're just smarter. Yeah. <laughs> now my second game is great. No, no. Did I say I love playing blitzball, even though I played blitzball all the time? No, I didn't love it. <laughs> like, Blitzball so much. I love playing Blitzball. I love. I played it for you. I think you love playing Blitzball. Yes, I love playing Blitzball. 
Oh my gosh. When he just like, there's like a, uh, and they just like, <laughs> we're like, you didn't even try to catch it. You didn't even try. <laughs> that game is so stupid. It's so stupid how. Come on, you, you gotta get Kappa out of there. Because <laughs> he just you likes. <laughs> you get powerful enough to where you can literally like get a fast guy and like lead the <laughs> whole team around and just trick the AI and then you just pass it and just swim right up to the goal. <laughs> 30 power there's shot. Those, there's that one. <laughs> There's that one really, really bad team that like you, you chase like four guys and still pass it by them. You just let them all tackle you, and you're like, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> you get a yeah, freaking I forget what Kamari's called, but you get like one of his characters yeah, on the there, and it's just like, yeah, I have forty. Yeah, the Ronzo, yeah. I have forty endurance. I know. I mean, you know, it's go ahead. Yeah, so. it's funny. Like we talk about Blitzball, but then like mentioning Kamari, like the uh, the mountain part, like the mountain part's great. Boom, you know, like that game has so many things that I think yeah. are so cool, but it just it, mm-hmm, I, it is kind of wrapped in this layer of cheese and melodrama, which is fine. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it worked. <laughs> oh, dude, Final Fantasy. Can I take the cheese off there, though? <laughs> I mean, it's something that I don't, you know, going off on a little bit of tangent since we're about to wrap up here, uh, you know none of the other final fantasy games have really gotten me that much yeah i would say so yeah now i haven't i haven't played a lot of the other final fantasy games but like i've never really had you know an an urge to which i kind of wish i did but like i'm sorry i don't i don't want to go back and play final fantasy 7 i just really don't yeah (laughs) i would like to at some point just to just to see but i definitely run into that Mm -hmm. problem where the oldness of the game is hard for me to get over. And I know that's like a yeah, I, thing, but man, it's hard for me to get over. Like the, the yeah, so like, like Final Fantasy X is my favorite Final Fantasy, but that does not mean it's the best one. I just just want to clarify. Yeah. So that was our, uh, well, I guess, top five of some of our favorite gaming moments. I think that was a, yeah. that was a good one. I think it was a good little topic there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll be back with another one soon. Uh-huh. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, again, I'm Jack and I'm Charlie. This is you know Charlie. And you like pause. You I'm like Jack. pause after you say and Jack. Like you're not gonna introduce me. You're like, well, I'm well, I'm, I th- I'm, I'm Charlie like, and this is he's gonna say Jack and he's gonna say <laughs> he's gonna say something like I'm Jack. See, <laughs> too long, too long. So <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, well he's not gonna say it, so I gotta say it. Um. <laughs> It's less awkward if you just be like, oh, hey, this is Jack and Charlie's podcast. Yeah, I know. Just It's like very game showy to be like, oh, hey, my name is Charlie Hi, and this welcome. is Jack. <laughs> Jack. Yeah. Well, guys, hope you enjoyed the Jack and Charlie podcast. Um, we're still thinking about a name, all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. hope you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Love your feedback. Love your comments. If you guys have your own top five moments or just a top moment, we love to hear from you. Send um, us some snail mail. appreciate it. Don't send snail mail. Just email me or something. Email me. Send me a little link on the pager. No, I mean, whoever's listening to this is going to know how to reach me. So just reach me and let me know what you think. All right. Take care, everybody.